When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, July 22nd, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Giant Bombs to more who say hello. Hi, it's my birthday. No, I don't. I'm Happy fall birthday. No. Don't do it. Don't fall for <laughs> he it. He got me. He got don't me. That son of a bitch. I got so excited. I was like, oh, he. I, what is I the know. origin of you oh, always just saying it's your birthday? Is that just something you thought was funny and you've done He's the rest a of your piece life? of shit. That's what his origin That's is. That's right. You, Kevin. Do you, you, you know, piece of shit. Do you want to know the real reason or the fun reason? The fun reason. Here, if I'll, reason. Full stop, I'll full stop you right now, Tam. Here's the okay. problem with Tam is that Tam, as you all know, adores Batman loves mm -hmm. Batman with all my heart taken on all the wrong properties from the Joker <laughs> where do I I want to know the story which story am I getting to him I don't know you're gonna give me these two stories and you're gonna say one's the real answer one's and then next time I ask it'll be three more answers that don't make any sense so I don't I know what it's gonna I think there's a fair fairly good chance it's his actual fucking birthday today he's that kind of he's no. got who that kind of energy Impossible. you know who knows so the real the, the fun answer is I just enjoy the chaos there it is that's exactly right <laughs> The, the the less fun but more like real answer is because I realize that no one on Twitter pays attention to anything. Sure. Like, but they do engage with everything. And so I had a theory where I was like, I'm going to test whether this is actually the case. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to start randomly saying it's my birthday in one of those sure. tweets, which is like, oh, you know, oh, I'm celebrating my birthday today by taking it easy. And yeah. seeing who replies with, oh, happy birthday. And then I'll do it again and in order, like, undetermined time, fairly close after. And see what happens. And what I found was the same people were uh -huh. just repeatedly wishing me a happy birthday. Over and over again. And in my thinking, my, my, uh, my theory was confirmed. People don't pay attention to what they interact with on Twitter. It's just like a routine of... Oh, uh, this is a birthday means I reply happy birthday makes me feel good, strengthens relationship online with this person and go. Congratulations on figuring that out and just, you know, taking down the little kindness people have. There you left. go. You're such there a you go. Piece of shit. That's the <laughs> there thing. There you right? go. When people wish you happy birthday on the internet, they're fucking lying to you. They don't give a shit. Or I'll tell you for what, a for, moment, for... they're like, oh, it's Tam's birthday. For years, <laughs> for years, I stayed away from the birthday game on Twitter. Yeah, so yeah, he yeah. says something about their birthday. I want to say happy birthday to him, not because I don't care, but just because what I, you know, I use Twitter in a very specific utilitarian work way for the most part, or torturing game. Mm -hmm. But like, oh, once I, 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 don't, I think this that. past time around, where I was like, maybe this last birthday, or maybe like, even, I don't know, any any life event, I'm gonna bring it down. Like when Porty died or whatever, it does feel mm. good when people respond. And so yeah. now I've kind of like eased it up a bit, where I'm like, you know what. I'm going to start, but then I have it. I get in my own head about it of like, I think other people are going to see me wishing somebody else a birthday and be like, well, Greg never wished me a birthday. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that does happen. I'll keep it offline. It was Gary Witta's birthday yesterday, right? Two days ago. Mm-hmm. It's times flat circle I've had COVID. See, now I feel bad. I didn't know, but I didn't know it was his birthday. You know, I could have never too. known. He was fifty. It was fifty. You know he's fifty. I mean? Yeah, Gary Witt is fifty. He That's does not enough. look fifty. Oh, I was I going mean, the opposite way. I mean, no, to me, he looks exactly. like he's he's British. When British people age, like when they get to 50, they look a lot, lot more aged than Gary Witter does. Well, so again, I think the problem here is like, has helped him quite significantly. I don't know what to believe. I saw someone wish him a 50th birthday. I think it was his wife. But was she maybe making a, having a, a, a jab at him, making some fun? I don't know. <laughs> but I said happy birthday to him. You know what I mean? He appreciated it. I, t- I, t- I texted him happy birthday. You know what yeah. I mean? But my, that's my, the thing about Gary Witter. If you don't know everybody, Gary Witter anything you ever do he takes the pebble and he puts it on the scale he remembers gary would have had gary would have very much has the scales on what if you've been good or bad to him. all right so if th- with that in mind i would like to formally wish gary a happy birthday i'd like to a- apologize to him that i didn't know it was yesterday but i am wishing you a happy birthday today uh trogs if you could uh clip that out and send it to him for me i'd appreciate that I don't know. I want to make sure we got it that it was yesterday because it's one of those things again, flat circle. I can't remember anything. Yeah, no, it was yesterday. And his wife said, Happy 50th birthday to my amazing husband, Gary Witter. And that's when I was like, Oh, I got to text her. Did he respond? Happy happy birthday. Yeah, he said, Heart, heart, heart back. Okay. All right. It was. Okay. So it was his birthday. Okay. Great. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. It was his birthday. Okay, let's just make sure he what gets he that do? from he me. Spent a whole time, he spent all day bitching about not getting any pile, uh, power wash simulator swag, you know? Gary, you're I mean, 50 years old. Grow up. Jeez. That is that. He doesn't look 50, but that is the thing that makes you rem, reminds you that he does act 50. It's a great times. game. That's a great yeah, game. Yeah. It, it is, is a, a good game. game. Thinking, no, this was not a shot at the game, Kevin. We're all very... Does the, the Power Wash Simulator swag include a power washer? No, it came with oh a little God. stress that gnome, that uh, a shirt that said ding, a hat that said ding. That's that's. I'm looking for a power washer too. That's the thing. Yeah. Give us power washers. But then they would lose the simulation part of it. Right. I mean, they didn't send me anything, so I'm I'm fine. I don't care. Yeah, yo, you don't seem bitter about it at all either. No, no. See, this is the problem with all you British people. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You got you're, you're like it's just under the surface. You think yeah. you're hiding your emotions, I, but under yeah. the surface, I, I have now anything. concocted a a scheme that is going to ruin the lives of everyone who works on Power Watch Simulator. Jesus Christ, oh, man, God, places. You know what I mean? Speaking <laughs> of ruining people's lives, Greg Way, let's talk about some video game news. The Last of Us Part One official <laughs> details are officially in. Riggs is dying, and we have some Assassin's Creed Red rumors. We'll talk about all this and more because this is kind of funny. Games Daily, each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. On Patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can write in to be part of the show. You can get your questions read. You can get your producer name read. You can get the show ad-free. You can get the show with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday. Of course, you can watch us record shows like the Kind of Funny Games cast and P.S. I Love You XOXO Live. You could be a trog. However, today it's of the utmost importance because, ladies and gentlemen, this afternoon, we are recording the 100th episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast. Hell yeah. Snowbike Mike will be joined by one of his gaming dads, Paris Lilly. Gary Witta, 50 years old, and got a COVID shot, so he's laid out. He's tired. He can't be on the show. But Major Nelson will be stepping in to hang out and celebrate 100 episodes of uh, the Kind of Funny X-Cast. You should come watch live, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You give us a few bucks, you can watch it live and have a great time. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. 
we have plenty of free ways to support us. The first and foremost, of course, you can use the Epic Creator Code. Kind of funny when you're checking out in the Epic Store or when you're buying something in Fortnite with them V-Bucks on any platform under the sun. Uh, you use the code kind of funny. We get some money. Everybody's happy. Another way to free, freely support this show is watch us record it live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, just like K3Well, Burgers, and Wolf Fox 10 jc If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday. Housekeeping, like I said, XCast 100th today. You can watch it live, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. But if you don't have any bucks, it's also way no big deal. YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames tomorrow. Come reminisce about the kind of funny X-Cast with special guest Major Nelson and maybe other people. Maybe. 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 Thank you to our Patreon producers, Fargo Brady, Gordon McGuire, and the Predator, Al Tribesman. Today we're brought to you by MeUndies, Athletic Greens, and ExpressVPN, but we'll talk about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Four items on the Roper Report. A baker's oh. dozen. Is it four items? I'm currently adding a fifth. Five items on the Roper Report. Mm. Say it again, Kip. A Kevin, baker's no dozen. Number one on the Roper Report, ladies and gentlemen. It's official. We've officially, officially seen The Last of Us Part 1 gameplay in details. Kevin, I dropped the link in there. It's 10 minutes long, so you can just let it play while we talk over it. We're going to read from Cat Bailey's story over at IGN.com. In the wake of the reveal of The Last of Us Part 1, a full remake of the original 2012 release of, for, for PlayStation 3, there were plenty of questions about how much it would actually change. But based on a new video released by Naughty Dog today, the answer is plenty. Kevin, can you scroll back two seconds to where Neil Druckmann was? Pause it. Tam. Look, yeah, it looks like, he looks like Joe. Look at the fucking guns on Neil Druckmann. What is this guy putting up on the rack, Kevin? You kidding I mean, me right now? That is, that is a powerful look for Neil Druckmann, honestly. Henry Cavill, but, get out of the way. I want to see this man reload. I want to, yeah, I want to see him come to Game Awards next year and cock his arms like Cavill does in in uh, Mission Impossible. Mission it's a good look, and you know what? I was fond of um, Neil Druckmann's long hair look, mainly because when we were in London, we had a little sandwich shop next to us where there was a man who looked like Sliding Doors Neil Druckmann. Me and Lucy used to always just look at him and be like, Sliding Door Neil Druckmann. Yeah. Um, but I will say the short hair, big beard, big guns look for Neil Druckmann is is it's much a better. It's a good look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is okay. a good. It is a good look. All right. Anyway, he so does I, also he, look like Joel. Like he looks straight up like Joel. He's getting there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Joel could never be this cut. You know what I mean? Jesus Christ. All right, Kevin, hit play again. Sorry. Uh, the Last of Us director, Neil Druckmann, was among those talking center stage to outline some of the biggest uh, enhancements to the beloved classic, from graphical enhancements to improvements to accessibility. The team also outlined a host of new features, which include... <coughs> Sorry, I have COVID. A new permadeath mode. A speedrun mode where players can time their runs. Unlockable costumes for Joel and Ellie. An enhanced photo mode. A model viewer mode. That's on top of the big changes to AI, graphics, and controls, which aim to enhance The Last of Us at pretty much every level. For instance, the remake will utilize the DualSense haptics to add tension as Ellie draws a bowstring. Holy shit, Tam. Groundbreaking. 
Mm-hmm. I can't believe this is the first game ever to add tension for drawing a boat. Why are you making fun of it? It adds. It adds to it. It's better. What I'm making fun of it is that what they lead with, Kevin. That's the fucking example they've been using since they, they fucking debuted haptics. I'm sick of hearing about the goddamn bowstring. Blessing knows what's up. Blessing, if you're out there coming in, give me a hell yeah. It's, I, yeah, I am sick of that stuff. I'm also sick of uh, you can feel the tarmac underneath your wheels. No one gives a shit, okay? Yeah. No one cares. Now, Get on with it, it. but here's the here's where they, they do put it in the interesting yeah. way. Blessing? Hell yeah. Thank you. Uh, they also put an interesting thing in the video, I right? Or to enhance the tactile feel of Joel and Ellie petting a giraffe. Now, <gasps> hold a on giraffe? a <laughs> This is what I'm talking about. The where best I, the porn animal? I've had... How many games now have done this with the bowstring business? I've heard it. I understand. I don't care. The giraffe? I'm going to feel what it's like to pet a giraffe through the haptics of the dual sense. Now you have my attention, Naughty Dog. This is, now- this is, this is subterfuge and deception because Naughty Dog knows that 90%, 95 to maybe 99% of players will have no frame of reference of what it's like to pet a giraffe. Who can among us claim that the feeling of petting a giraffe in Last of Us Part 1 Remake is authentic in any way. No one. Well, uh, 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 I think this uh, is uh, uh, bullshit. Tam, 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 just so you know, you're talking in, like, the worst place to talk. Okay, who here has pet a giraffe? Kevin. Kevin? Okay, I'm going to need a full Uh, review from you. Not only have I pet a giraffe, I've also fed a giraffe. giraffe. I've also fed it apples. I would gladly eat a giraffe, Greg. I want to know what the no, don't don't eat a giraffe. Um, now, I need I need I'm going to need like a TikTok from you and Roger about no, how team, authentic it feels. Out. I realize I've been out of the dot com game for a long time. Yeah. But oh, I see is, where you're going. The race is on between you and smelly, stinky IGN.com. All right. Will Giant Bomb be the ones to approach the SF Zoo? Mm-hmm. Say we have a fun video here. Mm-hmm. Let us come pet this giraffe, or you send us a video of you petting a giraffe. Then you come to the office and you play this and you tell me if it feels like. Okay, I'm on it. Don't worry, I'm on it. Because I here's the thing. I know right now Brian Altano's rolling over in bed at Comic Con, right, covered in salads. Giraffe. All this man does his workout and eat. Now I don't know what he does anymore. He's only eating healthy. He's losing weight left and right. He's gonna roll over. He's gonna find out about this. The race is on. Don't let Brian and Max Scoville do this. Put no. Giant Bam- Bomb back on the map. You guys back. lost a lot Excuse of credibility me? when you brought in Jeff Grubb. You lost a lot of credit- credibility when you brought in Jeff Grubb. Well, listen, he pioneered the daily morning news show format. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, sure he did. He po- posted at 5.30 in the morning. How's the viewership on that? You know what I mean? It's news going really well. Thank you very much. Yet. News hasn't even fucking happened yet. Get out yeah, of here. Yeah, we'll see next time you're quoting him. And you have to say Jeff Grubb from Giant Bomb. Okay. Everybody, I want you to remember that sentence, and we'll get back to it. All right, we'll remember that <laughs> sentence, and we'll get back to it. Oh, wait, it's going to be a ways from now. We'll get back to that. All right. Anyways, <coughs> back to the story here from Cat Bailey at IGN.com, a real website. Naughty Dog hopes that these changes will make The Last of Us remake, as Druckmann puts it, extremely better than the original game. Uh, the Last of Us Part 1 was first confirmed back during the Summer Game Fest after several leaks, whereupon we got to see the updated version running on PS5. Critics have wondered whether The Last of Us needs a full remake just a decade after its original release, but Naughty Dog insists it isn't just a cash grab. Quote, it's the definitive way to play The Last of Us, Druckmann says. We'll be able to see for ourselves just how enhanced The Last of Us remake is when it releases September 2nd on PlayStation 5 and PC. Tam, what did this mm-hmm. video do for you? I assume you've watched it all. It's still going, obviously. We keep letting it play, Kev. Yeah, what, what, I watched you? it, and it, I mean, like, it's... 
I'm excited for Last of Us 1 being updated and that kind of stuff. I have played that game many times, so I don't know how much more excited I can be having played yeah. that game, what, three or four times. I think the for me, like, the interesting thing is, like, the combat. They haven't shown much of it. They've shown just snippets of it. And I think that's where the biggest difference is, like, between part one and part two, right? Like, the For combat, sure. they kind of figured out into way better. I will go so far as to say I don't very much like the combat in most Naughty Dog games up until this point. It's been functional more than something I actually enjoy. Whereas in Last of Us Part 2, it felt like something that was enjoyable and part of the overall kind of vibe, aesthetic, and what they were going for, the brutality of it. So taking a step back for this um, is going to be a hard ask, I think, for me. As far as I know, they aren't making any combat changes, are they? Like, they're not putting in the Last of Us 2 combat model into one, are they? Not that we know of. Again, like, the messaging, I feel is saying so much but dodging the stuff people really care for exactly so we know that we know that you will be able to feel the tensile strength of a bow when you pull it but we don't know whether the combat is any better than it was previously which was a mess we don't know whether ellie is gonna stand in front of you and uh take shots to the ass while you're trying to be stealthy we don't no, know we know that, that isn't gonna happen we know that isn't gonna happen. are we 100 sure idea. They oh, really yeah. talk about how smart the AI is. I'm back on board. Your- I'm back on board, baby. <laughs> Let's go. That's all I needed. Um, but yeah, the 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 actual like combat is the main main thing for me, and the rest of it is kind of like okay, it's nice to have. Yeah, it's gonna look better. It will feel a bit better, but I don't know if it's gonna play as good as the Last of Us Two is, and. You know, the whole objective is to kind of create parity or create like a more seamless transition from one to two, and that feels like the major point where you're like is that going to be seamless it doesn't feel like it is going to be seamless it's one of those moments where you're like this is going to be a reminder of these these two games coming out like vastly different time periods yeah we're gonna have to wait and see on so much of it it's a your point like the or it's the point i was making is for your question right the AI for your companion has been redone. It is in okay. Last of Us two ways, and then the enemy AI as well has been redone and okay. has been done in Last of Us two way. But what it feels like to play as Joel, how much does that change? To play as Ellie, obviously, as you see this, that is unknown, and that's where it gets interesting. Of like, okay, like I don't, I don't know. Like, obviously, I'm gonna play this. I'm hoping mm-hmm. I platinum it. I hope it has a great trophy list on it. But watching this last night. I do not, obviously, I don't think it's a cash grab. I think that's so insulting to anybody who's making anything, right? Yeah. But I was watching just being like, oh, okay, so it's going to be the same levels in the same geometry, in the same move the palette, do the thing, move the stick, except it's going to look way better, and they're going to have come in and fleshed out the trees and made the environments feel more real. But even playing Last of Us right before Last of Us Part Two to be ready for it, I was like, oh, man, this is a much smaller, tighter game. Like, it feels more claustrophobic. I feel like I'm in set pieces all the time, right? Where I didn't feel like yeah. Last of Us 2. And granted, I'm not saying that needs to exist in Last of Us Part 2. But the hope of saying in the original messaging and rumors, we are remaking The Last of Us, made me go, oh, they're remaking it. They're, like, yeah. really blowing it out. And so I feel like this exists somewhere between a remake and a remaster. Yeah. and, and it's the- not like, I don't feel like I'm going to be shocked like, I don't know. Like, even watching it, I don't know. It's going to come down to being on sticks and how it feels and what it is. But watching it, I'm like, yes, this is Last of Us, and it looks prettier. But, like, I feel, I, I played the prettier version with Remastered as well. So yeah. it's like, it, is it 
I don't know. I'm, I'm, Digital Foundry will have the frame by frames and the things, and they have them here as they pull things back and go this way. But I'm not looking at it going like, holy shit. Like, and, and let's let's also be like completely transparent with it. Like, this is not entirely for us. Like, people that have played this game a bunch of times and love it, or the first two. This is for the people who are looking at the HBO show and going, "What is this all about?" Yep. And then potentially might go back and play the games. Like, this is for. This is to to kind of leverage the interest around the TV show, and my 100%. it's going to be interesting to see how those people take to it, if at all. Like they're they're a much broader group than us right now, um, but like really the the kind like like I said like I said the kind of like transition from one to two I think is going to be quite jarring for a lot of people. I would be like if you're a if you're a person that doesn't play a lot of games like us, this might still feel quite dated, especially if the gameplay hasn't been tweaked too much. Whereas the second game is the one where you play it and you feel like, oh, this is a modern, good feeling, like enjoyable video game to experience, as opposed to the first movie, first game, which is more perhaps uh, consumable now as a movie watching experience than a playing experience. Yeah, to your point, and I obviously agree with it, and Kevin, the trailer's done. Uh, I feel like, it, it, not even feel like, it's what it is. It's meant to be that you watch Last of Us on HBO, you go, this is awesome. I'm going to walk into the store because this is the future. Walk mm-hmm. in the store, buy a PlayStation 5, and right there is Last of Us Part 1. And yeah. theoretically, then I'm sure enough, Last of Us Part 2 will be there in no time. <laughs> ready to yeah. on a, in a PlayStation 5 box, ready to be bought and ready to go with as well. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's it's interesting. I'm both excited for it, but also kind of ambivalent, if you know what I mean. 100%. Like, uh, like I, that's the thing about it, where it's like, I watched all this last night, and I'm like, yeah, obviously I'm going to play this. Like, in September is a great time for it to drop, but I'm not like checking my email where's the review code where's the review code like and again is that a shock no like i've played the last of us how many times like i love the last of us and i'm gonna love this game i'm sure too but it is interesting like when they started to when it go when they started going through the things they're adding to the game that's another one where i'm like "Hmm, okay not much for me here Mm -hmm. permadeath that's awesome people want to do that i understand that speed run sure great for that costumes all right yeah i'm down for that photo mode that's rad model viewer Never once in a video game have I used no. a model viewer. I don't know why people put that in there. And I know in the thing Neil talks about, oh, or maybe it was Sean, but Neil, I think it was, of like, oh, we put it in the model reviewer because, you know, you can really see the detail on the models we're using. I'm like, I get that, but Chad, is that something you do a lot? Do you use model viewers? Is that something you've been big on? And what is all that? my years of video games, I've never done that. Don't be creepy about it. Great point. Oh. Great point. Oh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just yeah. people just being like, I've zoomed into Joel's crotch and you're like, oh, come on. Right Flex. where I would go to. Don't get me wrong. Though. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Now, the question here uh, from uh, Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games it comes from Outrun sixty seventeen. But if you weren't getting a code, would you guys buy it for seventy dollars? Mm-hmm. Tam, no, no, no. I I feel I'm I'm probably in the same boat. Yeah, like I don't again, and I but I feel like saying that sounds more damning than I think I mean it to. It's just that yeah. I've played The Last of Us and I've played The Last of Us Remastered and now this is a very pretty version of The Last of Us. And I also just played the, well, geez, 2020. I just played The Last of Us in 2020. So it's not like mm. I haven't played it in a decade and I'm like, man, I really want to go through that story again. Yeah, I want to create a distinction between I wouldn't buy it at all and I wouldn't buy it for $70. I would end up buying it, but I would just wait until it drops in price because I'm not, as I, as as Greg, you mentioned, like it's fundamentally the same game and I can wait to not to play that for, it's not like I'm going to miss out on any conversations around it that aren't 
you know, oh, it looks really nice at 60 frames per second or whatever. Or like, look at this texture. I don't have to be engaged in those conversations. If there was some story that I was missing out on or some yeah. character stuff that I was missing out on, then I'd be compelled to buy it immediately. But it's the same game. I'll pick it up when it's on discount on a PlayStation Plus sale or something like that, and I'll be good. No, no issues. It's the $70. Like, if it came out at a more discounted <laughs> price, then I'd probably pick it up a lot earlier. But for me, like, I'm waiting for it to hit, like, maybe 30, maybe 40. Sure. Or inevitably when they bundle it with PS5, Last of Us yeah, yeah. And here's the definitive Last of Us collection, and then it's all on PS5 ready to go. Which I'm still shocked that as we talk about, oh, well, this is for you to go to the store and buy your PlayStation 5 and blah, blah, that they have they didn't do that off the bat. But I wonder yeah. if it is that La- the Last of Us series is clearly going to be so much The Last of Us Part 1 that they don't want to give you Part 2 yet, and there's no real hurry to get that. You can double dip on that when Season two three I mean, i'm sure last of us go on forever as hbo series yeah. or whatever but whenever they get to that kind of thing then you try to time it out or whenever they drop it but very interesting it's gonna be fascinating to see how it reviews and what the conversation is about it because this you know the 70 dollars price tag has been the thing everybody's been hung up on tam yeah i understand yeah, I, show. i mean i'm interested wow. to see if people are going to re-review the entire game like i don't know what we're going to do at GameSpot because like we've reviewed this game like three times now you're gonna like, review yeah, but I don't know if I'm going to like get an entire new review out of it or if it's just like, hey, just update the original one with some more text. Interesting. Like, like that's what I generally do like for games that don't have like a major difference. Like Spider-Man's coming out soon, the PC version. I'm not going to yeah. do an entire new review for that. I'll probably end up just doing... I mean, I say that now, but I'm sure someone from the SEO team is going to be like, you have to put an entire new review out of that fuck. Um, but uh, generally I'm just like a paragraph or two or however much you need to say to to get what you need to say about this new version of the game and put that into the old one Um, but we'll see how that goes Tam we will see how that goes but let Mm -hmm. me tell you it's not going well for the servers for Killzone and Riggs this is number two on the Roper Report Uh, Gorilla Games is shutting down online servers for Killzone and Riggs Uh, this is Demi Williams over at GameSpot.com Guerrilla Games has today announced that online servers for a number of its games will shut down on August 12th. The studio behind Horizon Zero Dawn and Horizon Forbidden West shared the news today on Twitter, stating that online servers for Killzone Mercenary, Killzone Shadowfall, including Intercept Mode, and Riggs Mechanized Combat League will be closing down on this date. Guerrilla added that online features and online multiplayer modes for the games will cease on this day as well. However, single-player offline modes will still be available to players who already own the games. The developer didn't give any reasoning behind the sudden decision to shut down the servers for the select number of its games. Killzone Shadowfall launched in 2013 for PS4, while Merc- Killzone Mercenary was released on the PlayStation Vita motherfuckers the same year. Uh, these are the most recent console titles to be released in the Killzone franchise before Riggs Mechanized Combat League was released on PlayStation VR in 2016. Back in January 2021, Sony closed the official Killzone site, which now lets visitors know that it's been retired. The latest decision to close online servers suggests that Guerrilla is moving away from Killzone's, the Killzone franchise and will no longer be supporting previous titles. No recent announcements have been made in regards to the future of the franchise either. Tam, pour one out for Riggs Mechanized Combat League. You remember this You hate one? to see it, yeah. You hate to see it. Wow, what a groundbreaking PSVR game. One of the, the first PSVR game that I put on, I'm doing the thing in the training lab, I get in the elevator, the elevator goes up, <coughs> Uh, the elevator stops, but my body felt like it kept going. Yeah. So carsick. Oh yeah. my God, was I carsick? I think it was at PAX. It, yeah, I remember that as well. I, I had to stop playing that game pretty much immediately. 
Yeah, that was before yeah. I got my proper VR legs. Now I'm I, I'm I'm untouchable in VR. I can That's what they, run. They, I hear they call you untouchable, Tam. Yeah, you can't you can't touch me in VR mm -hmm. unless I expressly consent to it. Fair enough. But uh, yeah. Uh, I, like, wanted, I wanted to pop in here. And oh, say, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. It's CEO Junior, Barrett Courtney. Hello, Barrett. Don't pour one out for Riggs. Keep <laughs> that beer. Drink that beer. L let Riggs die. First game okay. I ever played for IGN on my very first day working at IGN, where they're like, hey, we're reviewing Riggs. Are you good in VR? And I was like, I don't know. And then they made me play Riggs, and then I captured Riggs footage. And honestly, one of the worst motion sick games, especially when you're playing it on PSVR, which is the most, uh, it, like, motion sick uh prone uh vr headset i believe uh and so know, no be mean to it you know no i'm gonna be mean best. to it kevin because the question you're being mean to so playstation much. vr in general yeah yeah, yeah that's in doing. general that's you have doing. a weak constitution that's on you me and no it's uh, the quest is much better at like letting you actually like walk around and actually feel like you're sure, you know, better yeah i'm assuming yeah. I'm like actually in the world instead of like oh i'm sitting down in a chair and i'm walking around and mm. there's a major disconnect and that's why i'm getting motion sick or getting really hot and stuff like that what was it it was like you were in the giant mech, and you had to get mm. the ball and run it and jam it, slam a jam it. Is that what it was in the center? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was like so, yeah. it was it was like basketball, but with like more set dressing. You know, that's okay. like that's what it was, and it wasn't very good. Let it die. Don't pour out that beer. Don't waste it. It's too late. It's been poured out. If you want to pour it out for Kills and Mercenary, a great PlayStation Vita game for a great handheld. Mm -hmm. Most people don't know that v VR actually stands for Vomit Reproducer, so uh, makes <laughs> yeah, makes a lot of sense. You certainly honestly. got there. You, you got there. Yeah. It was gone. Got we got moved there. on, Kevin, but he came and back. Honestly, 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 the, the, the Vita, a middling uh, handheld. You know what I'm saying? All right, okay. 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 You know what I mean? Okay. These kids today, Tam, they don't understand. They got their Steam decks left and right. They don't understand the Vita crawled, so your Steam deck could run. It yeah. had to crawl through glass. Yeah, it was like Snake in the end of MGS4. It crawled through a sure. microwave oven. Yeah, oven to get to oven. where we are now. You going to miss Killzone, Tam? Absolutely not, no. Yeah, me neither. Sorry. I know I'm a PlayStation <laughs> guy. And let me tell you, I loved, I loved Killzone 2. The multiplayer. Uh, which one was the PS, P, PSP one? Mercenaries? Was that what the, no, it was the, the Vita PSP? one? Mercenary. Oh, the Vita ones, yeah. That was yeah, decent. Yeah. That was yeah. all right. I mean, because we were no. dying for something on a on a Vita. That was not that Call of Duty uh, World at War, right? It no, was a... Call of Duty. No, Call no, PS. The one I'm thinking of, Killzone Liberation. Not Mercenaries. I was thinking of Liberation. Liberation was the PSP one. The like uh, isometric one. That yes. Was, like, oh my god! I erased yeah. that from my head. Call of Duty yeah, yeah. Classified. Thank you, Off Party. God, that one sucked. And then that bad Resistance one too. Remember that? Jesus, we oh were hurt for. I will person. say this now, okay? Resistance, Fall of Man. One of the most overrated video game franchises of all time. Well, first off, that's the first game. That's not a franchise, so you'd have to go say the Resistance franchise. All of them, two, whatever, all of them. All of them, overrated. Here's the thing, here's what, I'll, here's what I'd counter with. Here's what I'd counter with. Mm -hmm. Resistance, Retribution, the PSP game, underrated. I, I, would, I would say Resistance, Retribution is probably the best of the bunch. This is how I shake hands now. We'd shake, in real life, we'd shake them, but we can't because of COVID because I have it. Mm -hmm. I also had it, but... Mm. What are you do? Yeah. I still have the cough as well, as I can see you going through it, and I know now yeah. how you're feeling. Yeah. 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 So you but, know, Resistance never clicked for you at all? No, 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 not at all. I thought it was fairly basic. It had some nice, cool guns in it, but everything else was bog-standard and kind of boring, if I'm honest. The interesting thing about this story is... Even I don't... three? I like three. Like I'm with you that like one didn't click for me, two I wasn't a fan of. Love Retribution on PSP. Thought that was a really cool story with Grayson. Uh, and then... The three one, I was like, oh, cross journey across the country. This is cool. Abrupt yeah, ending, I, but whatever. 
Yeah, I, I just remember not caring about it, and I played through it, and I was like, I'm good. I'm just going to leave this. Um, entirely forgettable. Um, for me, the interesting thing um, is the kind of assumption that a lot of people are making that they're done with Killzone. Well, and they're like, we're the moving on. Yeah, they, they retire the website, that kind of stuff. But like, I don't think that's a, a kind of like in concrete indication that they've oh, done with so. Killzone just it's because they, they got rid of a, 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 a dated website, you know? Like, were they actively updating their website? They might have looked at that website and went like, this looks like fucking GeoCities, get rid of it. Um, and, and start fresh. Like, who knows? Like, a few months from now, we could have a brand new Killzone website or whatever in new... I don't think Killzone is gone for a really long... Uh, for, for like forever i feel like it comes back and oh 100 you know, you'll get more yeah, yeah yeah you're yeah, gonna yeah, get more yeah. resistance like you live in the matrix everybody you will see yeah. every all your old franchises will be brought we'll back be out. back yeah yeah why create new when you can just shove old because you let it go long enough and then there's just a cachet to the name that people are like i want that again and then here it is yeah exactly um so i i wouldn't i wouldn't mourn kill zone entirely yet i think it's just like waiting like undertaker in his uh, coffin for the sure. right moment to spring up. Was that sure. a good wrestling reference? I mean, you're kind of invoking Royal Rumble in 1994 when Yokozuna actually beat Undertaker in a casket match. But what you're eliminating the fact of is that he beat him, then they rolled the casket down, then this smoke poured out of it, and then they went to the Titantron where he woke up in the casket, and then he ascended right. from the Titantron into human form and then into the rafters. That's and yeah, then cool. he waited... Like in the ethereal plane until SummerSlam yeah, 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 yeah. 94 when he came back and he had to fight the other version of himself that Ted DiBiase was. Uh, it, might, it might surprise you, Greg, but that is exactly what I was uh, evoking. I knew, I, I know you know your shit. Yeah, I'm yeah, scared to yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you, Thank you. you I appreciate that. Post. No I appreciate that. I was there. SummerSlam 94, I was there. Oh, you were there? Damn. Oh, my God. United Center? Amazing. Incredible. I've never been to a wrestling event live. <sighs> What's your problem? I you want to go? I, li- I, I lived in the UK. Sure, yeah, I'd love to. That sounds amazing. I'm going. To, I'm going to SummerSlam next week if this COVID clears up. So you know. Oh, uh, interesting. You, you, missed, you, you missed your boat. The only show, the only show that I don't know if you remember, the only show that they have in had in London for a while was Capital Carnage. Do you remember that? No. Well, they they they, they did Insurrection for a while too. Oh, was it Insurrection? The one that yeah. were like the, the only one. The only reason I remember Capital Carnage is because one of my friends managed to get tickets, and it was insane. He went with his entire family, and he had to convince his like mom and dad that wrestling was cool. And then a boob was accidentally um, uh, unleashed in the stay on the in the ring right in front of him and his entire family. And let's just say his parents were not happy about that. I mean, the kid's got to learn somewhere, you know? Yeah. No, that you kid knew already. About- that kid knew already, but his parents did not know. He knew. The kid knew, and the parents didn't know that the kid knew. Yeah, so no, I mean, that, that kid, that kid was very familiar with boobs, but like yeah, his right. parents were like, "No, we, we have to keep this kid safe." And then, so when the boob appeared in the wrestling format, they were like, "You can never watch wrestling again. This is oh, a, no. clearly a softcore porn thing that you are watching." Damn! Can you imagine how magical yeah. it was for him, though, or of like, yeah, yeah, incredible. I think that was one of the, like the I got in at the right time of wrestling things, right? Yeah, I had the 80s when I got when I was a little kid and I'm watching it's Hogan, it's Warrior. And that's when my dad would watch with me. And he, you know, when Monday Night Raw started, it started very much in that era still or, you know, in between. Mm. But it wasn't the attitude area. And so he'd watch with me. And by the time he fell away, he and I stopped watching as a kid at some point. And then in high school, I came back hard for the attitude era, Raw's War, DX, all that, you know, Monday Night Wars, all that jazz. Mm. And that's when wrestling was just as raunchy as humanly possible. And I'm talking about sure what's in the ring, but then also going to the shows, 
in people in people i should say yeah they're flat they're flashing titties in the audience you know what i mean and the, <laughs> wow. and the, the performers in the ring during the commercial break are egging them on to do this stuff and it's me and my other 16 year old or 15 year old high school friends there and like your parents just think you're off there watching macho man drop an elbow and yeah, I'm watching yeah, yeah. a lot more than elbows <laughs> but let me tell you so we we didn't have ww well wwf wasn't uh airing on normal tv terrestrial tv you had to pay like subscription p and get a sky and that was so expensive but what they did have on channel four was wcw sure so i used to settle for wcw which was actually pretty good it was like sting booker t um and a few other like notable wrestlers um but i desperately always wanted to watch wwf because i was a huge stone cold steve austin fan and and like that is what i wanted um and I just did not get it. So I think I just like, it passed me by at a time. I used to watch every Royal Rumble I'd watch, but I'd watch it like a week later because my friend would tape it. He'd watch it like over and over and over for that week. And then once he was done, he'd hand it to me. And I'd, by then I'd know exactly what was happening. So I was just watching it for the sake of watching it. For sure, for sure. Yeah. What a time to be alive. Man. Jen, we're taking Tam to wrestling one day. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm taking you to an ad break. If you didn't know, you can go to patreon.com slash games to support us, write in to be part of the show, be a Patreon producer, get the show ad-free, get the show at the post show, watch the X-Cast 100 live as they record it today. But most importantly for you right now, you can go to patreon.com slash games and get all of our game shows without any advertisements. But you're not there right now, Jack, so here's a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Me Undies. Are people still trying to make plans with you this summer? As if you aren't booked and busy already. But thankfully, Me Undies wants to help make this summer the most comfortable one you will never forget. Because when you're living your best life, the last thing you want to worry about is butt sweat. And I know that from experience. But you know what? Me Undies has always been there to help me. I'm always wearing my Me Undies shirts, my lounge pants, my lounge shorts, my Undies themselves, the socks. I'm a Me Undies fanboy. Wouldn't have it any other way. I just absolutely love the soft micro modal fabric find your ultimate summer comfort in sizes extra small all the way up to 4xl me undies has a great offer for all of you out there for any first time purchasers you can get 15 percent off for a limited time if you sign up for the free to join me undies membership you get 25 percent off your first membership item to get 50 percent off your order 25 percent off your first membership item and a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee go to me undies.com slash kind of funny that's me undies.com slash kinda funny shout out to express vpn for sponsoring this episode when you use the bathroom you always close the door behind you right well you don't want random passerbyers looking in on you so why would you let people look in on you when you go online your internet service provider knows every single website you visit express vpn puts a stop to this it creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anyone i use express vpn on all my devices whether it's my phone my desktop uh all everything anytime i'm using the internet just because i am trying to stay as safe as possible the best part is using express vpn is as easy as closing the bathroom door you just fire up the app you click one button and you're protected. It is so easy. It's the biggest button in the world. One click, you're done. So if you're like me and believe your online activity is your business, secure yourself today by visiting expressvpn.com slash kind of funny. You can use our link, expressvpn.com slash kind of funny, and you can get an extra three months free. That's expressvpn.com slash kind of 
funny. Shout out to Athletic Greens for sponsoring this episode. I started taking AG1 because I'm not a big pill guy. I don't want to spend a lot of time on extra things, but I wanted to make sure that I was taking care of my health. Now I've been using it the last couple months and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has a fun tropical taste that I actually look forward to in the morning. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focused, and aging. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash kindoffunny. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash kindoffunny to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Athleticgreens.com slash kindoffunny. Numero trace on the Ripper Report, ladies and gentlemen, is actually going to lead into Sam's breaking news. We're going to talk about Assassin's Creed Red, all right? So yesterday, a whole bunch of Ubisoft Ubisoft, uh, news happened, right? Uh, We talked about uh, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora was getting delayed to uh, 2023. Uh, Ubisoft canceled uh, Ghost Recon Frontline, Splinter Cell VR, and two unannounced games. Then, we talked about that yesterday. That was on yesterday's show. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. You all listened to the show, I know. Then, Ethan Gotcha over at Kotaku wrote wrote about that, but then added this in there, right? Assassin's Creed has remained one of the few bright spots for the company, and Kotaku understands that in addition to the live service project, Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed Infinity, let me try this again, sorry, the COVID. And Kotaku understands that in addition to the live service project, Assassin's Creed Infinity, Ubisoft is also still planning another new open world game called Project Red. Then, Ethan puts in an update. Bloomberg's Jason Schreier reports Red is actually part of Infinity rather than a separate game. Remember, Infinity is supposed to be that platform that we don't know much about, but that they talked about it and said, hey, we're making this thing. It's a platform. We're working on it. We're trying it. Let's see what actually goes from it, right? They're saying that this is actually part of that. Then Ethan goes on. This is where your listening skills from before will be important. No, no, that's what I'm making the thing about. According to two sources familiar with its development, it will be set in Asia. Venture Beats Jeff Grubb previously reported that the game might be set in Japan. Uh, hold and- on. This is this is clear indication that Kotaku is fucking not paying any attention. And I could have told you Kotaku's not paying any attention to what's going on in the world. Okay? That's all I'm saying. I like Kotaku, but if you're going to get it wrong, me, like, I'm just going to call you out. Like, I don't Ethan, know. E- this is Ethan. 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 It's Ethan. Is Ethan? Get a grip. Okay? Just look out the Kotaku bunker for a minute and you'll see that Jeff Grubb has moved on. He's happy now with his new partners, giantbomb.com. You understand how it is, though, of like, it's like, sure, Michael Jordan, you know, went and became a wizard to end his career, but he did no Michael good Jordan work turned into a wizard? Yeah. <laughs> I knew this one wouldn't play to Tam, but I knew someone, it, would go, it would work out there, all right? He went to a different basketball team when he was out of talent and no good anymore. And that's, but he did his best work with the bulls. And so that's, that's literally the Jeff Grubb scenario here. Right. So like uh, Ethan is reporting on the reports. Jeff did adventure beat, not the stuff he does now where he just farts on Twitch with Dan Riker. And you guys are like content, you know, like he's got a weekly, a daily show that goes up every morning, much earlier than other days. Him and Dan Riker happen. farting around. That's what they call it. <laughs> No, no, yeah, you guys do great work over there. I'm yeah, yeah, very much yeah, yeah, to yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. Go, uh, he's in the chat right now. He's absolutely he's, 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 he's in the chat right now. 
Uh, yeah, giantbomb.com. Everybody go over there. That's where he works now. <coughs> Uh, in the meantime, multiple employees tell Kotaku, uh, different Ubisoft uh, studios are facing fewer and smaller raises for staff, less hiring, and various budget freezes. Uh, this new wave of austerity uh, comes as many major tech companies prepare for a potential recession. Ubisoft's problems go beyond that, however, with beleaguered ambitious projects like Beyond Good and Evil 2, the sequel to a beloved cult classic action RPG, still completely MIA in senior developers. Dead game, 100%. Oh, yeah, 100% dead. And senior developers on some core franchises jumping ship. Ubisoft's next forward gaming showcase will air on September 10th. The company did not respond to a request for comment. Now, jumping off of that, the breaking news comes from the one, the only, Jason Schreier at Bloomberg. This is story number four. Ubisoft pushes back next Assassin's Creed title in already thin year. Ubisoft Entertainment has delayed the next Assassin's Creed title, pushing it from February to the spring, marking the second such setback in recent days for the French video game publisher. The new game, codenamed Rift, and set in the Middle East, was originally planned as an expansion to 2020's Assassin's Creed Valhalla, <coughs> but morphed into a standalone game <coughs> in order to fill a hole in Ubisoft's thin release schedule. <laughs> Take it, Tam. Go, Tam. Uh, in order to fill a uh, hole in Ubisoft's standalone uh, release schedule for the fiscal year, Ubisoft's office in Bordeaux is leading development on the game and asked for more time because Rift is running far behind schedule, according to a person familiar with company's plans. The delay will impact Ubisoft's balance sheet as the game moves from the company's current fiscal year, which ends in March, to the next. The game is now expected to be released in May to june period and ubisoft spokesperson didn't immediately have a comment so we've got another ubisoft title that has been punted a little further out um the exciting thing about this one is set in the middle east which makes a lot of sense because valhalla as far as i know is pre assassin's creed one and kind of like moves into like segues into it i believe um yeah you you have those uh the assassins and that's the whole thing right uh, the assassin who's in your village your uh, viking village uh avor's friend Ch- chat's gonna say his name in a second uh mm-hmm. the, the rumor is that he's the star of this and that's why obviously it sprung from that game that it was going to be a add-on to it and then it became its own thing basim 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 yeah interesting so i i i don't know we talked extensively about assassin's creed in the latest game spot after dark podcast and i i don't I, I, I'm the thing that baffles me is they're putting so much on this franchise to the detriment of every other property that they own. And then every time we hear about what's going on with Assassin's Creed, it feels like the back is literally breaking on that franchise. And Ubisoft does nothing to kind of adjust the weight and move the load. It just keeps canceling titles around Assassin's Creed and then going, why is everything delaying? Why is everything thin? Why are people not liking it? Why does no one care about Assassin's Creed anymore? It still sells, but like yeah. I feel like the, there was a time, remember the Halcyon days where people fondly talked about Assassin's Creed? Mm-hmm. And now they begrudgingly play through these hundred hour experiences that are 80% fluff and 20, you know, 20% good content. Um, and I just don't understand what the strategy is here for them. Like they clearly have some ideas of where they want to go, but they're just forcing so much down people's throat. And, and now we've got this game that sounds interesting, but is like already delayed. And it's just like very strange. The problem I feel is that Ubisoft is reactive. 
Mm-hmm. And you remember this is you have to put on your memory caps here. When Vivendi came on strong and looked like they were gonna buy up Ubisoft and it was gonna be a hostile takeover, they doubled down on what worked. And they that meant that they had seen success with the big games as a service that isn't necessarily a games as a service. That is the mm-hmm. you're spending hours and hours and hours and hours and hours with it, right? And so they doubled down on that. They made things like The Division, which are great, obviously, as a game of service. Uh, Ghost Recon, that thing. Uh, then they go over and they start off with the new version of Assassin's Creed. And they found success with it, right? Like, people loved Origins. And then Odyssey came around. And I didn't love Origins. I loved Odyssey. And there's yeah. this fun fight of which is better, right? But there, we, we can all sit there and be like, these are both amazing games and yada, yada, yada. But then mm. they came back with Valhalla. And it was that thing where, <coughs> at that point, the world was already shifting and changing. There was already criticism of like, man, these games were great, but they were too big. But like, you know, Odyssey got bigger than Origins. Valhalla got bigger than Odyssey. And so now it's like, dude, fucking stop. We're full. And this was the argument, you know, a long, long time ago when Assassin's Creed was annual. And it was the conversation of when will you stop doing this? And they, they straight up said, when you stop buying them. We will change yeah. it when you, we will change this when you stop buying them. People stop buying Assassin's Creed as much. There was enough criticism of it. <coughs> so now you have the criticism that is Valhalla is way too bloated. And this is coming from somebody who loves the combat in it, ha, you know, came back over paternity leave, put another 50 hours into it. And I don't think I'm anywhere near the end of it. Like, I don't even, and I'm just lost in it where it's just a pool of check marks and shit to do, but I'm not even committed. I'm not even connected to Eivor the way I'm connected to Cassandra. Yeah. And so, like, you have this whole thing of, like, God, all of that has gone too far one way. I think it's exciting to sit here and talk about Rift and be like, all right, cool. A, all the things you love from those games, but dialed in, shorter, linear, or not linear, but, you know, contained. More focused, yeah. Yeah. And I also get excited for Infinity, where I, I do think, I don't know what that looks like. <clears throat> I have my theories, right, of, hey, Infinity is a platform. It'll have all these different protagonists, but... Are you anchoring around somebody like Cassandra who's, you know, able to be and exist for years and hundreds of years and all these thousands of years Mm. and do all these different things? And that's what it is. And that's the tentpole that's connecting it. I don't want it to be the animus. I don't give a shit about the story anymore of Assassin's Creed. Just give me cool things to go explore. That's interesting. Because I'm I'm the opposite. Where I I started to lose it when Admittedly, he's not a great anchor, but Desmond started to mm-hmm. drift away, and yeah. like they introduced Layla, and Layla was kind of cool as well. But I just I need characters to really engage with, and I feel like the bigger the world gets, the less important the characters feel. If you know what I mean, because yeah. because of the time you spend between missions and and just like faffing around, there's no urgency to it. A lot of it, and like I liked Origins a lot. I thought Bayek was the last character that I really really connected with. I enjoyed Cassandra for a little bit, but like yeah, the yeah, early yeah. hours, yeah, the early hours of Odyssey are not the best. I would say like they're oh, very slow it. going. Um, for me, yeah, for me, I wanted to like get stuck into it a bit more, and it's it's like early days are like a bit like willy nilly faffing around for a little bit. But like by the time I kind of got going with cassandra i was like i kind of have other things to do now it's it's kind of slow and i looked at the map and i'm like there's like one trillion hours of this left to go and i know that yeah. a lot of this is going to be fluff i really hope that i've i've said it multiple many times before like i hope they go back to the more focus not necessarily like you know oh it's it's completely linear again but like 
create a smaller space that they make super dense and just pack with wall-to-wall banging quests, wall-to-wall mm-hmm. core characters, interesting combat, and we don't need the entire... I don't need to run through the field for 20 minutes to get to the one marker. Just condense that all into like a city that you make really, really cool, like the Rainbow Six Siege approach, where they had this big game they were working on. They were like, let's not do that. Small, super destructible, focused experience. And I realize Siege is a first-person shooter, so it's a different kind of thing. But you get what I mean. Like an area that feels a little more contained, a little more... And like I talked about this again previously in the GameSpot thing, but like I still feel like they haven't... They didn't make good on the vision of the first game. Like they moved from the original Assassin's Creed pitch, which was this social stealth game in a very tight focused area to, to where they had like connected areas through like a, an overworld type thing that wasn't all that interesting to two where they kind of became a pseudo open world very quickly. I still want them to go back to that original idea and like get that one right, which they have come to a few times, but never done it perfectly. And I would love to see them go back and do that. As for Infinity, I like the idea of Infinity, this kind of like multiverse of Assassin's Creed titles that they just keep jamming into. But I don't know, man, this uh, the thing for me that I take away is from this story is Ubisoft as a company is not as diverse as it used to be. And Assassin's Creed is under more of a load than it ever has been. It's going to give at some point. And I am I am not looking forward to when to that house of cards coming crashing down and then Ubisoft suddenly being like, what happened? I was like, well, you know what happened? You spent all your eggs in one basket. That with Infinity being a platform and needing content drops on it, that you would be getting smaller drops. And you would yeah. be getting something more akin to what you're saying, but it would make sense for both of us where there is an overarching story for what's happening in infinity. Then you're getting these different time periods episodically to go through and do things. And the, obviously there'll be an open area you're exploring or whatever, but even that I think would be smaller than what we've seen before. Yeah. But yeah. all this said, and part of their problem I think is that you get these games and you can fall in love with them in a way that also then reflects badly on the rest of them where Odyssey is still on my PlayStation uh, live screen, dashboard, whatever you want to call it, because they just dropped an update for it or whatever. And I'm like, I never did finish all the DLC. And it's one of those things I keep, I, when I start getting into, I, I want a big open world RPG. I start toying around and do stuff. I'm like, I could just go back to being Cassandra. The problem is that the game has an issue with, I'm so fucking powerful now, and I'm still getting skill mm. points, and there's nowhere for them to go anymore. It's just like, well, why am I doing this? I'm poisoning people in two seconds yeah. when they want to attack them. It's no longer the challenge of it. I think what you need is an open world game where you don't feel powerful and you feel more like there's a, a an incentive to understanding the world and growing and you need to, you know, feel like your back is up against the wall now and then, but also have this diverse, you know, universe that has interesting lore. What you need, Greg, is Elden Ring, baby. Let's go. Fire it up. That will get you what you need. Put away the Assassin's Creed. Never. Number five and final on the Roper Report for your week. Nintendo Switch Sports has got an update coming. Uh, they write, that's Nintendo, beginning July 26th at 6 p.m. Pacific. A free mm-hmm. software update will be available that kicks things up a notch and adds a number of new features to the game. You'll be able to turn your real-life kicks into powerful in-game actions in full soccer matches, pull off fancy new moves in volleyball, and even reach for higher ranks in the pro league. Um, it's got leg strap stuff you can use. You're doing this thing. You're kicking that thing. Uh, if you already brought your A game to the competition, uh, this update will uh, you can reach for even greater heights when you play online in the new Pro League with the addition of the new S rank and Infinity rank. Uh, when you are aren't spiking, swinging, or striking, 
For the new uh, ranks in random matchmaking, you'll be able to easily join friend matches using room IDs. Cool. Sounds cool. good. Did you ever play this one? I played a bit of it, yeah. I, I played a bit with a bunch in the office with um, a few of the other GameSpot folks, and it's a lot of fun. Um, this is great for people who are still invested in it. Um, yeah. The the actual like changes to the soccer stuff is probably beneficial because I, I realized uh, I, I heard that that game was a little, that version, that mini game is a little tricky to play. So adding like extra leg trap stuff and et cetera, et cetera, will probably help it out. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I'd go back to this game um, right sure. now. I kind of want to kind of want to give it a little more time for them to like, fl- I hope they introduce new sports. That's what I want. Did they it's ever? They haven't done it yet, have they? They remember? No, they, they, they haven't yeah, added anything entirely awful, new. Right? Yeah, they haven't yeah. added anything yet. Um, they're supposed to, but that's all, what will bring me back. These like smaller kind of tweaks are good for the people that are actively playing it, but I probably won't go back to it until it's like, hey, we've got baseball. Well. Cam, I'm excited for you to one day go back to Nintendo Switch Sports, but that day's so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go? You would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, Airy Vikings, it's on everything. Dungeon Slime Collection, it's on everything except PC. Banishes on PC though. Princess.loot.pixel.again. X2 is on Xbox. Capcom Arcade. Second Stadium is on everything. Live Alive is on Switch and everybody's freaking out about it. Schoolbreak.io is out now on Steam. Did you play Live Alive? No, I have not, but I definitely want to. It looks Me really too, yeah. cool. Blessing had a good review of it. Uh, Endzone's Distant Places DLC is now available on PlayStation Xbox. Heroish is on Apple Arcade. New dates for you. You can retreat. To Enens really? Oh no! Retreat to Enens. Eh, I gotta imagine that's Eden, but I, did I copy it wrong or whatever? Retreat to Eden or retreat to Ian's uh, release date has been moved up to August first on twenty uh, twenty two PC. Uh, Path the Titans closed beta is launching on July twenty seventh, and it's time to team up with the goat. LeBron James is slamming into multiverses. July twenty sixth, everybody. There's a trailer okay. out right now. People are excited. I think. Yeah, my favorite WB character. LeBron James. Yes. Space Jam. Every morning in this one? Damn, did you play multiverses? I've not played multiverses yet. I'm going to. I'm I generally fall off Smash Brothers clones on Smash Brothers itself pretty quickly, but I do yeah. want to check it. I do want to main Batman, obviously, and just stomp <sighs> people um online. So we'll see. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a go. Uh, we ask people watching live to go to uh, 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 kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Uh, in here is just kebabs trying to say that we screwed up LeBron James being revealed. No, we didn't. You just pulled the trigger too early, kebabs. So yeah. I want you to think about what you did, and you're not allowed to use the W key the rest of the day. Okay? Think about mm-hmm. that. <laughs> Pull it off. Ladies and gentlemen, that's your final kind of funny games daily for the week. But we'll be back next week. Of course, the show doesn't end. We have a post show to do on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Of course, if you went over there and supported us to watch the post show when it gets posted later, you get the show ad free. You could write in and be part of the show. You could watch the X cast episode. I'm going to chew up this cough job. Fucking, you know what I mean? Like I'm trying yeah, to tuck it, it in, but it's so small now. Keep it yeah, coming yeah. out. You can watch XCast 100th episode today live all on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Next week, we'll be back. The hosts look like this. Monday, Blessing and Tim. Tuesday, Janet and Gary. Wednesday, Blessing and Janet. Thursday, Blessing and Mike. Friday, Blessing and Tam. 
It's a big blessing weekend. Or yeah, bl- blessing, blessing carrying week. kind of funny games daily the next week. And you know what? That's true. Good for him. It's about Good time he did some work. Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a post show to do. If you're watching live right now on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, don't worry. Don't go anywhere. Mike's going to play some Fortnite before we all do a reaction to the Marvel Studios SDCC animation panel. What will we see? Are we just reacting to the announcements? Are we just going to hang out and make fun of Nick? Probably. But mm. it's a good day of hanging out, having some Comic-Con fun. I'm supposed to be there, but I have COVID. I'm sorry. Mm. Sucks. You know, you know, Kevin? Mm-hmm. Hate to see it. You hate to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, Tam, as always, you're as sweet as a Georgia peach. Where can people keep up with you? You can keep up with me on GameSpot, on Giant Bomb, and on Twitch.tv forward slash Tomorrow H. Excellent. We have a post show to do on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. But until next time, no! It's been our pleasure to serve you. Sorry, I don't know that one. Thank you.